You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Well, thank you, Kirk and Jen. Uh, really grateful to be together this Sunday morning for our worship service. Today is the uh, International Churches of Christ Global Communication Sunday. I want to talk about how communicating is so essential to our global fellowship, but also to our own personal spiritual lives. And the title of the lesson today is The Greatest Communicator and Connector. Uh, I also really appreciate uh, teachers. I know this is uh, this coming week is Teacher Appreciation Week. I totally appreciate them. The uh, way they communicate makes or breaks how they teach. And I want to share a funny story to start. Uh, when I was dating Carrie... We lived not too far apart, uh, just a block apart, actually, down in Long Beach, and we were a dating couple. And I needed to stop by and drop off something uh, at the household. There was a girl's household and a guy's household. And uh, at this point, I'd only been dating Carrie for a couple months, and I had never seen her without makeup. Now, she's beautiful without makeup, and she's beautiful with makeup, both ways. But I went over to the house, and when she showed up at the door, she didn't know I would be there. Or she wasn't expecting me, and I was dropping something off, I think, for one of her roommates. And she didn't have makeup on. And in my mind, the first thing I thought is, uh, is she, you know, she looks like she might have been crying. I, didn't, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe the way her eyes looked, I thought maybe she'd been crying. So I thought, I thought, is there something wrong? But then I also, um, I, in my mind, I was thinking, ah, her face looks a little different. Very beautiful, but different. And so what came out of my mouth was, what's wrong with your face? And of course, she slammed the door on me. And my communication did not help uh, our dating relationship. She forgave me. I assured her that uh, I had uh, mixed signals in my mind. And so um, communication is very, very important. And I hope that uh, you recognize that. Now, ultimately, the greatest communicator is God. God is the greatest communicator. Uh, and so, and he's the greatest connector as well. Today, we're going to look at uh, this point and drive it home and then talk a little bit about our worldwide communication and a little bit about West Side communication as well. Let's begin our Bible study here. Our world certainly is crying out to God. Uh, we read in Psalm 12, verse 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. See, God, He is attuned to our cries. And He hears from us. And the bottom line is, He's interested in how you're feeling. He's interested in how you're doing. And all across this globe, He does want to communicate with us. He is the ultimate communicator, and he communicates through creation. Uh, ultimately, I don't know if you've ever played with a 3D printer, but they are amazing. I got to see one at, at my uh, uh, elementary school child's uh, school back-to-school night one day, and I read about how you can actually print human organs. Literal 3D organs can be printed on a printer these days, but the ultimate 3D printer, an original one, is God himself. And we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For the, Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what 
has been made so that men are without excuse. See, God communicates to us through His creation. We can recognize His presence uh, without, without even reading the Word of God, without being necessarily told by a person. In many ways, there's an, an intrinsic and intuitive aspect of faith that comes from looking at what God has created. And anyone who spent an enormous amount of time in nature and seen the, the vistas of the Grand Canyon or a child's birth uh, will attest that God is present. So he communicates us through creation, to us through creation. You know, God communicates to us through messengers. Uh, he is the one who ultimately started a friends list, a, a contact list, the ultimate contact list, and you are on his friends list, I assure you of that. Uh, we read in Matthew 23, verse 34, Therefore I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. See, God communicates to us through people. And he sends people to you to transform your life. And a lot of times we don't recognize a person's influence in our life as necessarily being from God. I know I was met on the beach randomly by a guy down there inviting people to his local uh, uh, Bible discussion. That was Sutton Whitaker uh, in 1990. And I'm so grateful he did that. You know, over the years, so many men have been messengers of God's ways into my life and his influence in my life. And I'm deeply grateful uh, for all of them. So many I could recount who have spoken the truth to me. Uh, right now, I'm so grateful for the Marichis who personally are mentoring Carrie and I and just guiding us. So grateful for the Rocks. I think about the Wens family, uh, Doug and Angela, our best friends who... Uh, really trained me early on in the ministry and how to lead small groups and how to influence people. And it was another man's example and the words as he unveiled God's word to me that helped me transform. So God definitely uses messengers. He also ultimately communicates to us through scripture. And he is the best at texting. I'm not too good at it. My uh, daughter makes fun of me. That I'm and my wife too. That I'm really slow at texting, and I always make mistakes. If I have texted you, I apologize for some of the mistakes in my texting. But God, He doesn't make mistakes. His word is the ultimate text, and it changes lives. All Scripture is God breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. For every good work. God's word is transformative. The Bible, the number one published and distributed book in the history of mankind. Because God wanted us all to get the message. And his word is not simply self-help words. God's word can penetrate our spiritual selves. God's word pierces our hearts. God's Word transforms us. It's living and active. Don't underestimate it. God has always spoken to us through His Word, and His Word is fresh to us if we would only take the time to open it morning by morning. You know, the other thing we realize is that ultimately God communicates to us through Jesus. Jesus uh, is God's Animation is his live movie, is his 3D movie, if you would. Uh, he reveals to us God so that we can not get the message wrong, 
so that we will understand that there's somebody to imitate. And for me personally, uh, learning of Jesus early in my 20s, really digging in and grasping who he was, transformed me because I was looking for someone to imitate. Someone to not just imitate in business or imitate in family or imitate in friendship or imitate in sports, but someone to imitate in every area. And that is Jesus. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, God's not only the greatest communicator, He's also the greatest connector. He wants us to be connected to Him. God desires connection. We read that Jesus is used as his agent of connection. In Colossians 1, it says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God has created a pathway to a relationship that can never be taken or broken. If we choose to connect with God, He has opened a pathway for us to connect with Him. And I would say every one of us needs to recognize that uh, deep in our soul, in our inner being, there is a desire for fulfillment that cannot be met in even a marriage. It cannot be met uh, through attainment of wealth. It cannot be met through children, it cannot be met through what you accomplish on this earth. Ultimately, our souls will remain restless until they rest with God through Jesus Christ. So he's the ultimate connector of man to him. But as well, we read um, here in 1 Corinthians 12 about his plan to connect us to one another. And that is his plan in the church to connect all of us together in a miraculous way. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and you can see all the parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. In the church, the many form one spiritual body. We now on this earth are the physical Jesus. He has ascended to heaven. He's not walking around. He's going to come back. But we are the parts that make up the whole together, and we are to be connected. God wants us to be connected. He uses Jesus to connect us. He is the greatest connector. You know, our connection to one another and the way we connect as Christians communicates something. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they see the love you have for each other, they will know that you're a disciple. And our love and connection to one another, the way we sacrifice for one another, it communicates something to a lost and divided world. And we all know right now, with the current state of uh, the world, the coronavirus lockdowns have certainly uh, even created more angst in people. And uh, uh, we're seeing political divides uh, growing uh, we're seeing issues between the rich and the poor growing. But in Jesus, there's a love that changes all things, right? Our love for one another communicates something and begins to reveal something different. And I think a little bit about uh, recently 
uh, Rob and Colette Hanna moved, and just to see all the people on the Zoom call just saying goodbye, tell them how much they loved them, all the different nationalities of people that are best friends with them. Thinking about the new Bills taking over their group, which I'm super grateful for that. And when they moved recently, I remember getting up that morning thinking, oh, I want to make sure I help uh, newbie move. I know that's important. Grabbed my 10-year-old, brought him along. And I was so encouraged. I, I was by far not the earliest one. There, there was just uh, dozens of people there helping them move. And there's something about that that communicates how I'll sacrifice my Saturday because I love you. Doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your socioeconomic standing. True love communicates something and draws people to God. You know, our communication also connects. So our the way we connect communicates, but our communication connects. Paul says, I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Our communication with one another connects us. And the way we communicate makes a huge difference. And the fact that we communicate actively and regularly makes a tremendous difference. I wonder how Paul and the apostles would have used the media uh, to, to preach and teach and share. They were energized by having seen the resurrected Christ. They were certain of what they were teaching. In their day, uh, they expected he would, he would come back. They were certain he would come back. And they would have used every resource to communicate. Our appeal to all of us today is to really consider how we're communicating and I, I want to encourage you. We're doing a great job. I love seeing everybody on our Zoom calls and our, uh, here we are on YouTube, uh, premiering our, our, our service. Uh, we, we've been sharing with one another in all the different technological ways that God has provided. Uh, I want to ask you, how are you doing? Each of us needs to figure out how are we doing communicating to those we love, communicating to those in the ministry, communicating using the resources that are available to us. And I think we can take it up a few notches, but I want to give you a little background on where we began. Uh, for me, I became a disciple in 1990, and I remember in the 1990s, uh, Kingdom News Network, KNN, it's great to see Anthony and Son there. Uh, of course, they'd been on the West Side. I was with them in the Inland Empire. And they were the hosts of a, uh, really a show that we put on. It was a news, a video news magazine to highlight the good news of what our churches were doing. And it was very inspiring. And of course, then a, a number of films were produced. Uh, I'm really grateful to be a part of Screenland. And we have a dream to rejuvenate that type of use of media to produce more and more content. And I know we're not alone in this dream. Uh, there are so many churches uh, throughout our fellowship and so many different individuals that are uh, really reaching out and making a big difference. We're going to highlight a few of those here today. If you haven't seen the actual cross video that the LA church produced, I know uh, when we teach the cross to people, uh, often show that it, it's phenomenal, won many awards. That was produced by disciples. It's really encouraging. In L.A. as well, we had L.A. Story. And uh, chronicling many, it was the written chronicle of what was going on in our fellowship uh, up until 2003 when we went through a great trial and great difficulty. 
and uh, an evaluation of our motives and why and what we did and how we did it. But God was eager to keep working, and he did keep working. Uh, we began Disciples Today, really grateful for Roger Lamb. Uh, even today's lesson, he originated this. Really grateful for him helping pioneer Disciples Today. Uh, he shared that the first website, Disciples, uh, D- Disciples Today website, was donated and hosted uh, by an atheist, a, a friend uh, uh, that one of the disciples knew was an atheist, but he's like, here's the website, and paid for it. So God was working. Uh, he knew what needed to happen. And of course, many updates today to Disciples Today. Uh, that is our international portal for information and encouragement and resources. And if you want to find churches in, in any state of America, uh, in any city, uh, if you want to find any country in the world where we have ministries, and we have many churches throughout the world, over 700 different ICOC churches uh, are, are worshiping and serving and making disciples. And Disciples Today is our worldwide unifying uh, website for that. So I hope that you have of course, logged into that many times, and that's uh, on your list of main websites that you visit. Uh, another one that I want to bring up is Kidogo. And we're going to see a video here in a minute a little bit more about that. They're going to highlight and reiterate a little bit of what I'm saying. But they were the springboard of good news. It used to be called ICOC Hot News. Super grateful what they've done. But we show oftentimes the good news videos from Kidogo, which used to be ICOC Hot News. And they continue to put out great material. There's uh, even the L.A. Church, uh, Good News from our 30th anniversary is on there. And there's stuff they're putting together all the time. Uh, I have a little dream, a little idea. I'll talk to Turnwell about some L.A. consistent good news. Maybe we call it L.A. Story or something new. But uh, we need to kick out good news. And we need to be a part of our fellowship worldwide and read the good news to encourage our soul. Uh, locally... In Los Angeles, of course, our main web portal is laicc.net. We currently are eight regions in LA, and you can get access to all the regional websites. You can see where churches anywhere, really throughout Southern California practically, San Diego has their own, but uh, really the whole LA basin, any city, any location, we have many services going on in Los Angeles. You can find out about them through our, our website here. Um, on the west side, the west side church is a part of the greater, excuse me, Los Angeles Churches of Christ. And what we find here is that we have uh, a lot of resources. I want to make sure we're using them as a West Side Church and that we're taking it higher. And I want to appeal to you, uh, please be active on getting on the website, seeing the resources, Bible studies, how to help people become Christians. You can access all our media on there. It's the westsidechurch.com and... Super grateful for James Lem pioneering our app through Tithely. And you can get on our new app. Our, our app has prayer walls. Our app has, for our lessons, uh, when we get back to meeting together, you can pull up the notes on the sermon live and fill in the blank as the sermon's being preached. Uh, there's just tons that we're doing there, as well as notifications. So we do want to walk you through. Please uh, go to the website. It'll walk you through how to download the app. We really want to be uh, technologically savvy on the West Side. Uh, our YouTube channel, that's sort of where we're broadcasting all our messages. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it today. We've got three things that are coming up. I just want to whet your appetite. We've already kicked off the West Side Women. Uh, they're doing uh, Sister Spotlight. Uh, they're doing Soul Awakening Wellness on there. It's part of uh, under the West Side YouTube channel. Uh, go take a look at it. Carol Bray just recorded something there. Uh, we're going to add more and more stuff. And I want to urge you, please subscribe to the West Side 
YouTube channel and then share the various posts so that we can communicate to a lost world the message of the gospel. We're going to start a new uh, little portal called Five Minutes of Faith. It's going to be five-minute little inspiring segments. Uh, we're going to start loading them. If you go on there, you'll see them on our YouTube channel. Uh, short lessons, inspirational stories, inspirational uh, concepts, sometimes on doctrine or how to break through barriers, uh, things about our rule of life. And then we're going to start our sermon series in a couple weeks, church. I'm here to let you know we're going to start the uh, a Luke series about how he really loved, uh, uh, Luke highlighted Jesus' love for the marginalized in our society. And I do want to encourage you, um, if you're good at communicating through this, you're needed in God's kingdom. If you've had ideas and you feel like, man, I want to... I want to make a difference. I can do more. I appreciate so many uh, brothers and sisters. I think of Paul Nakakura and I think of Doretha uh, just designing so much of our content. I'm so grateful for Turnwall and how he produces incredible stuff. And people like uh, Michael Bruce who's filming and working so much behind the scenes. And of course, John, you know, John Thorne does so much for us behind the scenes, making sure that uh, we're producing our, our content both when we're live or here when we're uh, recording it. And I know many, many more of you are involved. James Lamb, and I can just count countless numbers. Ken, uh, Patrice decorating, setting up the backdrops. And many of you have gifts technologically, and I want to urge you. God's the greatest communicator, and if he's made you a great communicator, I want you to offer some of those gifts. I don't want you to necessarily have to wait to be told, hey, I need you to do it. Offer it. Initiate. If you have some great content you want to put out there to encourage people's faith, start it. Uh, we want to make the Westside Church a portal of growth for people all over the world. You know, there has been incredible stories of good news. Uh, we're all being forced right now to elevate our ability to communicate. God's the greatest communicator. He wanted to push, I believe, our fellowship of churches uh, to a much higher level so that we do it as professional, but also as personally as we can. Uh, we're seeing incredible things. There's a little news that Istanbul Church... Uh, which is a 99% Muslim population. They had 17 disciples in their church. They had 54 attend one of their Sunday online services. And so they're evangelizing in, in ways they really maybe couldn't even evangelize face-to-face through online resources. Uh, the Philippines churches had 64 baptisms this year. You saw the good news last week. LA's had uh, so many baptisms, I didn't count them all, but more keep coming in every week. God is working powerfully. He's the greatest communicator and connector. He communicates to each of us through his creation, through people, and through his word. You know, God connects us. He wants us to be connected to him, and he wants us to be connected to one another. And our connection with one another communicates something to this world. And our communication connects in powerful ways. And I want to urge each of us to embrace that, to... uh to don't, uh, don't live in your own world, unaware of what's going on, but open up. I know for me it's a higher calling. I want to push myself to put myself out there. Uh, and we're starting some new things uh, like uh, the, the five minutes of faith. We want to put ourselves out there and, and broadcast God's good news to the world. As we take communion, I want to recap the idea that God is the greatest communicator and connector with this verse. And we read again, it says, For God was pleased. To have all his fullness dwell in him. And he's talking about Jesus. All the fullness of God can be seen, experienced. His, 
He was he walked the face of the earth. He's written down by accounts outside the Bible. There's no historical doubt that Jesus walked this earth. The miracles he performed have not been refuted. His resurrection is sure. And it says, through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The cross, the greatest event in human history. Comprehending it is really infinite. It takes a lifetime. But we know that blood was shed to open a door for each of us to connect with our God, to be forgiven of our past, to clear away the bitterness, the hurt, the fear, the pain, the doubt, the regret, so we can connect not only with God, but with one another. At this time, uh, I really want us to each reflect on how are we doing as communicators and as connectors. God is our hero in both these ways. Jesus, our example. Let's go to him in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to reflect on you being the greatest communicator and connector. Father, thank you for sending Jesus as the mediator between us and you. Thank you for his blood shed that enables us to be cleansed, that his blood provides a doorway of hope, uh, that his blood uh, makes us new every day, and it connects us because uh, you wash us, Father, through that blood. And Father, thank you for his life, his body given, the inspiration of seeing his life in the Gospels, of learning about it, reflecting on it, uh, of living it out now in the church. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this bread that we take to remind us of his body and the fruit of the vine that we take to remind us of his bloodshed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.